It's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. We want to welcome everybody that's come this way. Appreciate you being here with us, and uh, especially want to say welcome to any visitors that we got. Uh, glad to have you tonight, and uh, and just uh, give you a, a little bit of information. Uh, we appreciate everybody praying for us and praying for the homecoming up at Victory. And uh, the Lord blessed us up there real good. Had two good services up there. This I want to leave with you as a prayer request. Uh, Brother Larry Jordan came to the altar and prayed. And uh, he prayed real sweet. Didn't get satisfied. But he's always made a great move in the right direction. And uh, he made some comments afterwards and requested that we pray for him. He said, I need... Uh, to get uh, saved, get satisfied I'm saved, and know I am. And he said, I, I really need your prayers. And so I want to tell you that first thing. I appreciate uh, uh, hearing the good news about the service here this morning. Uh, everybody I talked to, we had a good meeting, said God bless Brother Cooper. And uh, I appreciate that. Thank the Lord for that. And it's good to be back tonight. have a, a verse of scripture I'd like to read, uh, Hebrews 4 and 12. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. And that wonderful? Let's all stand for a word of prayer as we pray. Precious Heavenly Father, we pray that you'd help us tonight, Lord. Uh, we always need your help. And, uh, Lord, especially at worship time, we need the Holy Spirit. We know it takes the Spirit and truth to really worship you. We pray tonight for this service. Help us to just get our hearts and minds centered on heaven. God, I pray tonight for this service. Thank you for what you've already done today for us. And uh, God, you're so good to us. And even tonight, you've already blessed us. Thank you for letting us be here, God. We ask you these things and we praise you in Jesus' name and amen. amen. We turn the service over to Brother Taylor in the choir. Page 170. <clears throat> Yeah. 
106. 106.
military. Thank the Lord for the good choir singing. And once again, thank the Lord for everybody's cheer. We appreciate everybody's come out to be in church tonight. Let's all stand for just a moment. Everybody has unspoken prayer requests. You can show it. Amen. All over the house. Now, if you've got something on your heart to say, prayer request to make or testimonies, uh, say what's on your heart. Amen. Do that. Pray for Kenny and Betty. We've got a number of people besides them that's uh, either God or had COVID, and so let's, let's pray for them too. Uh, a lot of sickness. Keep praying for my brother-in-law. He's doing good, but uh, he can still use our prayers while he recuperates. Jerry Pack. Okay. Any others? Well, as I mentioned earlier, and I want to make a prayer request out of it now, Pray for uh, Larry Jordan. We really need to pray for him. Any more? Good to be here. If not, my brother Neil will lead us in prayer. to prayer. Who feel like singing tonight? Just whoever's got a song on your heart, just come ahead and sing. I certainly appreciated our singers that was up at the homecoming today. God blessed them and used them so good. I just thank the Lord.
Anybody got a song on your heart here tonight? Just follow him if you do. It's mine, the Lord. You're welcome. I'm not, not trying to drag, but I just want to give you plenty of time. Nobody feels like singing while we'll uh, look to these preachers and see what they've got to say. Uh, Lee, you got something? No. Cooper? Okay. Well, let me ask you, anybody got a song? <laughs> I might have been too quick on that. Pray very earnestly. Let's just pray for him. Appreciate that. Wealthy as a king in 
week I got a chance to actually visit with uh, Jerry and, and Linda for a few minutes, and uh, Jerry was just after his, um, his surgery. Uh, and I've heard a lot of testimonies about Jerry, about how when he was lost and he got saved, uh, but I've only known Jerry as someone who's been saved. I didn't know him before he was before that. Uh, the Jerry I know is someone who uh, he he sits back there. I've heard him through numerous health problems. Uh, praise the Lord for every time that uh, he takes him through. Uh, he tells he tells us that he knows where he's going no matter what happens. Uh, when I went in there to see him, he had the biggest smile on his face. Uh, he was in high spirits and he was as happy as could be. Uh, and what I thought was, I'm real glad that I have what he has. Uh, I'm real glad that I got that salvation that he has. Uh, that when I, when it comes for me to, to get old, uh, when I'm when it's uh, when it comes time for me uh, to go on, I know where I'm going. Um, I know I have nothing to worry about. I know that there's nothing in this world that can stop me from going to heaven when I die. Uh, and there's nothing I did to do it. Uh, that's all God's grace. So I'm just thankful for that tonight. Every hope that I have here in this old sinful world is a blood of the Lamb. Though the billows are raging and we're tossed to and fro, there is peace beneath that flow. My hope of the prayer Lamb of God, there is no other fountain so sweet. It has washed away my sin, gave me peace and joy within. My hope is anchored in His blood. One thing will matter when my time shall come to die. The treasures of this world won't mean a thing. But the joy of knowing Jesus will banish all my fears. For he took away death's sting. In my hope of the precious Lamb of God, there is no other fountain so sweet. It has washed away my sin. Gave me peace and joy within. My hope is anchored in His blood. It has washed away my sin. Gave me peace and joy within. 
My hope is anchored in His love. Well, that's good singing. I appreciate each of those songs. It's always good to be here. Anybody else got a song? Now, after that good singing, one of you preachers changed how you feel, you're still welcome. Right. If not, I want you to pray real earnestly, like you look in your Bibles, and uh, a few places I'd like to read. Uh, I'd like to start uh, in the 15th chapter of the book of Luke, very familiar scripture uh, about the prodigal son and uh, we all know the story and uh, the son uh, told the father he wanted what he's had uh, what was coming to him, what he could get wanted to, uh, to use a saying that's popular nowadays he wanted to go do his own thing uh, those are my words but uh, a common phrase and uh, He'd gone out and he'd uh, joined himself to a citizen of that far country. He found himself down in the pig pens feeding a swine. And uh, I want, But I want to get uh, one verse out of that. Uh, down in verse 17, again, this is Luke 15 and 17. And uh, it says, and when he came to himself, uh, that makes me think of, uh, uh, you know, sometimes... Uh, as a kid, I'd be with mom, maybe we'd be uh, going down the street of Lyman, there'd be a big picture window there where you're looking to, to buy stuff, and I'd, I'd see my reflection in her. I've done that before, and it shocked me. I thought, who is that walking beside of me? I'd come to myself. I saw myself for who I was. Well, the gospel lets us come to ourselves and see who we really are. Okay, so verse 17 said, when he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants of my Fathers have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger. And I, I want you to focus on uh, bread enough, especially pro, uh, focus on that word enough. I, I preached some along that line up there uh, today, uh, but uh, uh, not this scripture, but enough. So keep that word in mind. My, in my father's house, they have his servants have bread enough. Okay, and uh, then I want to look back into the book of Matthew in the 25th chapter, another very familiar scriptures. And it said, uh, starting at verse one, said, then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto 10 virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise and five were foolish. And they that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight, there was a cry made, behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. Listen to this. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you, but go rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. Well, here's the problem. While they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterwards came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. And so 
uh, it was wonderful, those that got in, but the problem was that those that didn't have oil in their lamps, they didn't get in. But I want you to focus on uh, verse 9. The wise answered and said, uh, no, we can't give you any of ours because uh, there won't be enough. Uh, I'd like to use a text tonight, enough is enough. And uh, uh, nothing else will do. It has to be enough. And then uh, I want to I read, it's more reading I usually do, but I need to. It's in the, uh, the book of Luke, and I did use this part today a little bit. It's in the book of Luke, and uh, this is uh, Jesus when he was talking about uh, uh, getting ready to be crucified. And uh, in verse 35, uh, well, I'll go to verse 34. Again, this is Luke uh, 22 and 34. This is Jesus speaking. He said, I tell thee, Peter, the cock shall not crow this day before that thou shalt uh, thrice deny that thou knowest me. That was Jesus telling Peter, you're going to deny me. And uh, so, and then he went on, verse 35, and he said to them, when I sent you without purse and script and shoes, lacked ye anything? And they said, nothing. Then said he unto them, but now, he that hath a purse, let him take it, and likewise his script, that's his money, and he that hath no sword, let him sell his garment and buy one. So there's a battle coming, and he said, if you don't have a sword, I, if you no other way to get one, sell your garment, sell your clothes, and get you a sword. But now listen, it gets interesting here. Uh, he said, for I say unto you that this that is written must yet be accomplished in me. So Jesus is saying what's been prophesied and told it's going to happen. I'm going to be crucified. I'm going to come to an end. Uh, they're going to treat me bad, and I'm going to die. So let me get that again. For I say unto you that this which is written must yet be accomplished in me. And he was reckoned among the transgressors. Hey, see, he died with thieves on the cross. So he's reckoned among the transgressors. For the things concerning me have an end. I'm not going to be with you always, fellas. I'm, I'm going to have to leave here. And listen to what he goes on and said. And they said, Lord, behold, here are two swords. And he said unto them, it is enough. And so there's that word enough again. And I, I want to draw your attention to it. It probably uh, registered anyway. Uh, when the disciples there, and of course we know there was 12 of them, he said, I want all of you to do whatever it takes so you got a sword. I want you prepared to fight the battle. And so they looked around. They said, we found two swords. He said, that's enough. Well, now, uh, literally speaking and naturally speaking, uh, if he wanted every one of them to have a sword, uh, then uh, he, wouldn't, uh, he wouldn't have been able to have been satisfied with just two swords. You just pray a little bit. And I, I forgot this. I may put it on here. I don't know if I'll need it, but I might. And so I'll just uh, put it on. You just pray just a little extra hard while I get it untangled. But when he was talking to them, and when they were talking uh, about the sword, uh, he said, every one of you needs a sword. Do what you have to to get one, to buy one. Uh, take what you've got, spend your money, sell your clothes, get a sword. Well, when they looked around and said, well, there's two swords, he said, that's enough. Uh, literally speaking, that would be contradictory, but uh, Jesus never contradicts itself, and the Bible never contradicts itself. There would have been 12 swords if it was just a physical, natural thing. Uh, but Jesus was not talking about fighting a natural battle. Uh, when Peter went out and cut the a servant uh, of Caiaphas' ear off, uh, Jesus put it back on. Uh, Jesus wanted Peter and all the people, and he wanted us to know that's not the kind of battle that I'm fighting. 
uh, my uh, battle is not with swords and it's not with spears. Uh, I'm telling you, the Bible said, uh, talking about the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And uh, back over here, now let me uh, read these two things here. Uh, if I can get the scriptures and find them, it's in the book of Ephesians, uh, last chapter of the book of Ephesians, verse 17. It says, when Jesus uh, was talking over there and he was talking about the swords, it reminded me of this scripture. Over here in Ephesians, Paul's talking to the people of Ephesus. He talked about, he said, you need to put on the whole armor of God. And he, he lists all the armor of God. But down in the last parts where I need to focus on, he said, take the helmet of salvation. Boy, I'm glad we got the helmet of salvation. He said, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Uh, now we're getting down uh, to the sword that Jesus was talking about where he said it's enough. And so it says here, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Now, now let's uh, go on over one more, if I can find it here. believe I can. I think it's over in the book of Hebrews here, uh, chapter 4, uh, down in verse 12. I already read this. I want to read it again. For the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, uh, piercing even uh, to the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit of the joints and the marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So now we see a picture here. Jesus said, all of you need uh, to have your sword. They said, we found two. He said, that's enough. Uh, I want you to know uh, when uh, the prodigal son was out there where the pig pen was at and he realized uh, there's uh, bread enough uh, at the father's house. Uh, I could have enough if I was where uh, father is. Uh, even his servants has got enough over there. Boy, praise God. When I come to an altar of repentance, I come to a place where there was enough uh, to satisfy uh, my dying soul. I got saved. Uh, I was hungry, uh, but uh, God fed me with the bread of life. I creed I've never been hungry anymore for that because I got satisfied. Uh, Jesus, uh, he said, if you'll eat this bread, you'll never be hungry anymore. You drink the living water, you'll never be thirsty anymore. And so I want you to think about this. Uh, consider this. And uh, those uh, ten virgins that was over there, boy, uh, five of them had oil in their vessels. Uh, they were ready to go. Uh, they had their light on. Uh, the other uh, five had no oil in their vessels. Uh, praise God, I got my vessel filled up. When I was a lost boy, I come to the altar. I trusted Jesus. God put the oil in my vessel and he lit the fire. Now, I'm telling you what, it's been burning ever since. Uh, I'll be real honest with you. I haven't always let my light shine like I ought to, but the light's been in there. Uh, the only reason uh, that it wasn't shining like it should uh, wasn't the fire's fault. It's because I had a little dirt around it. Uh, but I, I remember, I tell this once in a while, uh, kind of tell how old I am. I realized when I was just a little boy, uh, we'd go down to Grandma and Grandpa's house. They had those coal oil lights, and uh, they, they'd give a pretty good light, kind of surprised. But after they'd been burning a while, uh, and the wick would get uh, kind of out of shape, uh, they'd start putting off smoke. And that glow, he'd get dirty on the inside, get smoked in there. Pretty soon, you couldn't get much light out of that. Grandma would say, wait a minute. Uh, she'd turn, kind of turn the fire down. She'd trim the wick up a little bit. She'd take that uh, glow. She'd wash it out real good and dry it real good. Put it back on. Boy, the light would shine bright. Sometimes uh, we need to get our gloves off and get a, a, a little spiritual soap on them and get them cleaned up. And talk about that'll be enough. Enough is enough. Uh, you can't go to heaven unless you got enough. And if you got enough, you got all there is. When you got enough, that's it. Everybody can have it. It's all the same. And so those ten virgins there, when the, when the foolish comes said, give us of you all, said, no, we can't give you what we got unless we wouldn't have enough. But go to them that's got it and buy it for yourself. Well, how can you buy it? 
Jesus said, I counsel you to buy me gold that's tried in the fire. Uh, Brother Vic used to talk about faith being his purchasing power. Boy, when I come to the altar, I trusted Jesus by faith and he gave me enough of everything to satisfy me soul and body to go with me all as long as I live and when I die, it's gonna take me to heaven. So enough is enough. Let's, that's enough preaching. Let's stand and sing a song. Might be somebody here tonight that needs to get enough. If you don't have Jesus, you don't have enough. If you're here uh, tonight and you're lost, you need to get saved so you have enough. <clears throat> and listen, uh, if you're saved, you need to be living for Jesus. If you're not where you should be in any capacity, come and pray while we sing. Sing when you're ready. Sing while you're ready. Obey the Lord. Obey the Master. If you feel like you're not where you need to be, you ought to get in. Too many lost people puts off their opportunity. Too many saved people gets their priorities out of shape. Oh, I'm going to do something for the Lord, but I got a lot of stuff I want to do otherwise first. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and I'm going to do something else. And we completely leave God in the background. That's not the way to live life. Put God first and let God bless you. Put God first and let God help you. Put God first and be happy. It'll be enough. Nothing less than obeying God is enough. Nothing less than what God's got to offer you is enough. But enough is enough. Obey the Lord. I suspect somebody here needs to do something now. Please obey the Lord. Boy, that prodigal son, when he came to himself, and he said, the servants at my father's house have bread enough and to spare. He purposed to go home to the father's house. And he went. And he was humble and repentant. He said, I've sinned against you. He said, Father, I'm not worthy to be a, uh, a child. I, just make me a servant. But oh, the father brought him in house, brought him in home, put, the, uh, put a new robe on him and put shoes on his feet put a ring on his finger, and they, they killed the fatted calf and had a big feast. I'm telling you what, it was a celebration time when that prodigal son came home. You talk about getting enough. Boy, he, he got loaded up. He got enough uh, to last him from then on and forever. And that's what God's got for you. And so, let's say, give us one more verse. For some reason, I need to sing another verse. If you need to move here, move tonight. Obey the Lord. Obey the Lord.
called by the Lord. Amen. He reaches out his hand. We need to reach back by faith when he reaches out to us. He said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. that and let me say this I didn't dwell on it a lot but maybe, maybe I emphasized it enough but let me go over it just again when the disciples were with Jesus and he told them about the trouble that was coming and I want you all to have a sword even if it takes selling your garment see sometimes we clothe ourselves with our own garments we need to lay aside our garment so we can do what God wants us to and here's the thing they all needed to have a sword when they found two and he said it's enough Here's the point. If you got the sword of the Spirit and you got the sword of the Word of God, all the disciples could have that. There was enough of that for everybody. There's enough of that for you and me. There's enough of that for all of God's children. But in order for us to have it, we got to come on God's terms. We got to put our selfish things aside. We got to put our natural things aside. We got to get focused on the Lord. See, and even as good a fellows as these were back here, they were kind of looking at things naturally sometimes. Well, I do that sometimes too. But when I get my mind off of the natural things, I get focused spiritually. Then I'm getting in the shape where I can use the sword. And we've all got that sword, not just the preacher. And so those two swords was enough to do the job that Jesus was talking about. And it illustrates he wasn't talking about fighting a natural warfare. And so, all right, any words from anybody or anything on your heart before we come to close? Yeah, come ahead. I was thinking about what Terry was talking about with Larry Jordan. And, uh, you know, I go back to when I first came here, and I think it might have been about 18 years ago. And if you look at Larry and Paula, Greatest people I ever met, Terry. Very good people. And I would have never thought that he wasn't saved living through them 18 years. You know, because how good people they were. But good is not good enough. Good enough, like Terry was talking, that's the good enough part. God has the good enough part. You know, and that's what you have to have. You have to have the good enough salvation. And when I think about Larry and them and how great they are, you know, I bet within them last 18 years, he had an opportunity and he let it get by. If you're here, don't let it get by, you know, because no matter what, the longer it goes, the easier it is to push off. And, you know, and I've done it in my life. I've pushed things off in my life that God's wanted me to do. And it's easier the next time, you know, especially when it comes to salvation. Don't push it off because the devil will allow it to be easier every single time. You know, get it the first time God calls. If not, try to get it the second time. You know, don't let it be that long and don't be like that. You know, let God, you know, use him in, in your life. You know, that's the greatest thing I ever done was accept the Lord. You know, I appreciate being here. I really pray for Larry. That's a big time deal. Amen. Thank you, brother. I appreciate leading. appreciate those good words he said. Thank the Lord. Anyone else?
Got something on your heart. It's our business meeting night. We'll go to it here in a little while, but we're not in a hurry. Uh, if you've got something on your heart to say or do, uh, uh, you're welcome. We'll get we'll get, have them get another uh, few verses of song that way. If anybody needs to leave, they can. And of course, we always have offering plates in the back. If you want to put some money in the offering plate, and uh, uh, if you need to leave, you're welcome to do that. Now you don't have to leave. Uh, we're not trying to get rid of anybody. Uh, everybody's welcome to stay for business meeting. But we'll sing a song, and if you need to leave, you can. After that, we'll try to be called to order for business.